right. Welcome in, everyone, to the Hustle With Us podcast. You're back here for another edition. We got a great episode coming up here for you folks today. We spoke with Coach Don Showalter. He's the USA Basketball Director of Coach Development for the USA Basketball Youth Division. He was hired in 2016 to this position after coaching 42 years at the high school level. This man definitely knows what he's talking about and definitely imparts some knowledge on us here tonight. Craig, what was your favorite tidbit? Man, uh, yeah, Coach Showalter was incredibly insightful. But one thing that just stood out to me was just how kind of cool, calm, collected, steady, easygoing he is. And at the same time, just the, the amount of wisdom that, he, that he's got that our listeners can benefit from um, and the types of players that he works with, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's really incredible. So I, I had a great time during this interview, really uh, insightful stuff. Absolutely. As you can imagine, USA Basketball Juniors uh, attracts some talent. He talks about some of them in this interview coming up here. Jason Tatum, Justice Winslow, the list goes on. And I mean, let me just read you a little bit of this guy's resume here. 10-time USA Basketball Developmental Coach of the Year. 10-time USA Basketball gold medalist while serving as the head coach of the U16 and U17 national teams. He's the 2012 Volunteer Coach of the Year named by the U.S. Olympic Committee. I mean, the, the, the list goes on and on. And Man. he has all of these guys that he's coached. And what's funny about it is he still trains them with the fundamentals. He's all about the reps. He's not about these guys getting as many scrimmages in as they can. He's all about them really improving that left hand, improving that jump stop, improving whatever it is they need to do to get to that next level. And obviously, he's pretty experienced when it comes to that. So we're going to get right to it here. Before we do, make sure you folks are downloading, subscribing, rating us those five stars if we're so lucky. And make sure you go check us out on social media as well on all the major social media outlets. But hey, without further ado here, let's get right to it. Coach Don Showalter. Before we get to our interview, a quick word about the Hustle Sports training app. If you're an athlete trying to improve your skills or a youth sports coach trying to develop your players with an effective training program, look no further than the Hustle app. Hustle is the simplest way to learn new sports skills. We partner with coaches and trainers at all levels to produce instructional videos and training plans that will help you to improve your fundamentals and master advanced techniques. Whether you're building out your practice plans or looking to improve your form, techniques, or fitness, Hustle has a training plan for you. Download our app in iTunes or the Google Play App Store by searching Hustle Training or visit our website at hustletraining.com. Get a leg up on your competition with Hustle. All right, here we go. All right, welcome in, everyone. We have with us on the line Coach Don Showalter. He is the USA Basketball Youth Division Director of Coach Development. This man is experienced, to say the least. He coached in high school for 42 years before moving on to his position with USA Basketball. Coach, how are we doing tonight? Really good. Appreciate being on uh, on your podcast, and I think it'll be uh, interesting to your listeners. I think so, too. Yeah, you know, certainly somebody of your pedigree, it uh, you can speak volumes to some of our young athletes here. I know that they definitely are on the right path to get to where you are coaching today, 
And uh, we definitely want to lead them on, the, on that right path as well. So let's just start uh, where we start with all of our guests. Let's start with the foundations, as we do, it seems to be, with the practicing, with the training. Let's start with yep. you. Where'd you start? What's your story? How did you get to where you are today with USA Basketball? Take your time in telling us. Yeah, that, you know, I get asked that question a lot because obviously when you when you work for USA Basketball, it's a pretty significant organization uh, to work for if if you're in the basketball world. Um, I actually coached high school basketball for 42 years in Iowa, ending up in Iowa City at Iowa City High. Very fortunate to have some really good teams. Had over 600 wins in my career at at four various schools throughout my career. And I, uh, at the same time I was coaching high school basketball, I got involved with USA basketball. Um, I just, you know, met people. And a lot of times, you know, how we all get involved with things, you kind of end up meeting the right people at the right time. And uh, that's pretty much what happened for me with USA basketball. Back in 1998, I met some people that were very instrumental with uh, with USA basketball. And, and uh, they asked me to coach the Hoop Summit, uh, which is a, uh, game where our top uh, seniors uh, will play against play against international groups. So I coached that in 1998. Went on to coach the McDonald's game after that, and I was on some committees for USA Basketball they, during their festivals. Uh, then FIBA started the U, U16 and U17 divisions in 2009, and they started those because there really wasn't anything from FIBA at that age group. Uh, so that's been a really good thing. So. Starting in 2009, they asked me to coach it. If you kind of remember back, uh, I think USA Basketball is going through some tough times at that time, just with our Olympic team finishing, getting the bronze uh, earlier, a little earlier than that. And that's Mike Krzyzewski just took over as coach of the senior men's team. So a lot of things were happening at that time for USA Basketball, uh, and a lot of transition was taking place. So U16s evolved into the U17 World Championship. U16 is a qualification tournament. So I ended up coaching that, those groups for 10 years from 2009 through 2018. Uh, had some really, really good players, you know, guys like uh, Jason Tatum, Colin Sexton, Josh Jackson, Jaron Jackson, uh, Brad Beal, uh, Quinn Cook, Andre Drummond, I could go on, Aaron Gordon, Jabari Parker. Uh, Tyus Jones, Trey Jones, uh, Wendell Carter. Uh, in fact, two the drafts two years ago, we had five of the top 15 draft picks who played played with our junior national team. So, and then uh, uh, three years ago, USA Basketball uh, had asked me if I would be interested in coming full time with them. And I was at the point of my coaching career that I thought it was a good move for me. Um, after 42 years, I felt. I'd probably done about everything there is to do at that level. And uh, this is really appealing to me to work with, you know, obviously elite athletes, great coaches who I've worked with uh, since 2000, since really 1998. So I went full-time with them, coach director. And uh, now I've transitioned over from, from 2018 to coaching the team into uh, or uh, overseeing a lot of what we do with our junior national teams. So very quickly in a nutshell, that's kind of what, uh, where my, uh, where my career uh, started and uh, that takes me up to today. And I tell coaches all the time, I say, you, you know, you, you need to do a great job of where you're at because somebody notices. And if you do a great job of where you're at, um, you know, you'll get an opportunity to do other things. And if you don't, you know, you 
if you can't coach a ninth grade team very well or you don't want to, uh, you know, you're not going to get a chance to coach, you know, a, a better team. So those things really uh, stuck with me, and I tried to do a really good job wherever I was at. And fortunately with the U16, U17s, uh, you know, we won 10 gold medals, and um, we were 62-0 and 0 over that span, which I look back on and, uh, you know, I, I, at the time you go through those things, you don't think it's that big a deal. I look back on it now, and I, I'm, uh, you know, surprised that we that we went 62 and 0 and didn't lose a game or two here and there. So that's where we're at. No, that's great. So yeah, Coach, thanks for walking us through that. I mean, you obviously yeah. have had a long and storied career. Uh, but let's go back to high school. Kind of think about yep. your time as a high school coach. Um, yep. How does a good high school player compare to the elite ones um, you're now coaching? Well, yeah, I think there's, I mean, obviously skill, skill, the physical aspect of the elite players are, are at a higher level. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, and I say this a lot of times, many times the skill level, the actual skill level is not sometimes not as good at the elite level as you think it should be. Um, but, you know, those guys are so physically gifted that they can get away with a lot of things that less skilled guys can, or less physical skilled guys can do so you know some of the guys that are under the radar they actually that we we really look at hard are guys that are really really very skilled but maybe don't quite have that elite athletic ability uh, but fortunately i think you know when they when they when they come when we get them for our training camps um they seem to really improve in the skill level i think because they're playing against really good players they're just as that are just as physically gifted as they are Mm-hmm. So at some point, you know, we tell them you get to the NBA or wherever you get to, at some point there's going to be somebody uh, that is going to be as physically gifted as you, and then where's your game going to go? Uh, and then you're just going to have to depend on can I shoot the ball? Is my, is my footwork good enough? Can I make great passes? So you're down again to the fundamentals of, of the game. Yeah, and is that what you would recommend for um, players that are at that – you know, still a, a really, really talented um, high school level, but still not towards the elite level. Is that what you would recommend that they work on is get those fundamentals as solid as possible? Well, I, I think, yeah. And I, I say this all the time. I think kids play way too many games uh, in the off season. And to me, there's no need to play 60 or 70 games. Uh, if you, if you, that's the time to get better. And, you know, if you think about it, you're only going to take maybe 10 or 10 shots, 12 shots, 15 shots a game. And that's not a way to get better shooting. You, you've got to get reps in. And, and so I think cutting down on the games and do more, do more skill work, uh, especially in the areas of shooting. We find out that, you know, that there's just very few really good knockdown shooters across the whole country in the United States, which is really disappointing because shooting takes work and you have to get in the gym and do that aspect of it. And, and, uh, you know, some of the lesser, really the lesser athletic players that are, are the better shooters. So, you know, shooting, passing and passing and catching is really an important skill. And then the footwork part to it, we think is really, is really important too, because that, that's, that's how you learn to score. You learn to shoot, you know, we always say you learn to shoot from the waist up, you learn to score with your feet. You know, how you get into the basket, plant the foot, go up, those kind of things. So, um, by playing too many games, you, you only work in the games. Generally, you only work on things you're good at. 
if you're if you're going to your right, you go to your right all the time in games. Mm-hmm. You know, so you've got to really learn, be dedicated, and learn enough uh, about yourself, about your skills, that you can take those skills and say, hey, what am I, what am I weak on, and and, uh, and work on that. And to me, very, it takes a special young player to do that. Most of them don't do it. Hmm. Yeah, no. Well, we're certainly going to touch on that in a little bit. What working the whole body when it comes to. Uh, to getting these drills in and certainly it's all about the reps as well real quick though i want to i want to stick with the uh, with the u16 u17 teams that you coach yep. i want to know do you have any part in recruiting these athletes and for the some of our young athletes out there that you know maybe that is sort of their yep. intended path how do they try out how do they get on one of these teams yeah i mean uh, basically uh samson coyote myself uh we scour the country uh we go, I, I take a lot of the, go from Colorado where I reside now, the offices. Uh, I pretty much go take east, east of that, east of Colorado, and he takes pretty much west of Colorado. And any recommendations we get, uh, we hear about, or we see, we go watch at some point, whether they're on their, you know, whether on their shoe teams uh, or whether they're playing for high school, uh, the big tournaments, we always go try and watch um, players play because, we, you know, for us, we, we don't really trust anybody else to give us a, a good evaluation of a player uh, that's good for us. And it's just like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to give a good evaluation to or give evaluation to another coach what's good for them. They have to see that, that player play. And so we, we really, I think we do a great job of hunting out kids. Uh, you, for instance, if you give me his name and say, hey, this kid's really good, we we will we will go check him out. We'll watch him on film first, and then we think uh, we think that we'll go watch him out. We go to a lot of, all the camps in the in the off season and, and uh, watch kids. And so, the, having got said all that, you know, we only we invite this coming up camp. We only invite about 20 players per grade, wow. incoming seniors, juniors, sophomores, and freshmen. And you know, we have we have four basic mini camps a year. So uh, the kids. We, we watch a player play and we say, you know what? He's probably not quite ready yet. Let's see how he progresses. We might invite him in October. Or we might wait till April to invite him. So a lot goes into it. And like I said, you know, do we look at, we look at what the scouting reports put out somewhat, obviously, you know, we want to see what other people think about the players, but in the end uh, we go watch the players uh, play. And like I said, not every player that is really gifted is a, is the type that we want. USA basketball. And what about um, film? What role does that play? Yeah, it's it's huge. I mean, if you would call me and say um, this this player, we I think is really a good player. Uh, we we we'd say hey, send us a couple game films. And so that's kind of the first thing that we'd look at if we haven't already seen him or have a chance to see him. So as we you know as we look at the film, we think yeah he he could be somebody we go take a look at in person. And then we go in person evaluate. So film is really, you know, is really the start to it. If we haven't already uh, have something on it. Sure. Now you mentioned, uh, you know, you'll take these tips and you go watch these kids play. Is there any sort of national camps or programs that you'd recommend uh, for some of these athletes that may be looking to get on the uh, USA basketball junior roster? Well, I mean, you know, there's with your high school team, we'll go to the city of Palms. We'll go to, you know, the, uh, tournament, the big tournaments in in, in and around uh, Christmas time, 
that we that we go look at. We see a lot of the kids play there. But just going to a camp, you know, there's not and there's not a lot of there's not really a lot of camps that we feel real comfortable uh, that we can go watch. Uh, you know, John Lucas has good camps. CP3 just finished theirs. They have a you know they have young kids. Um, but just basic camps, to tell you the truth, uh, you know, sometimes they don't they don't really do a lot for us. We need to see them in a, you know, in how they play the game because the kid in the kid in the camp sometimes isn't what he shows in camp is not really who he is as a player. And, and again, you know, we we need to see him how he reacts with other his teammates, uh, what kind of body language does he have? Uh, we can see that in the camp somewhat. But we can really see it when he plays for his team. Yeah, you talked about a couple of uh, the traits that you look for in players. Is there a consistent trait that you see in your athletes where you see that trait and then you say, man, I know this player is going to be successful? Well, I mean, obviously, it's, it, it, he's got to be really skilled. I'll just take, for example, uh, this past year, uh, Taman Livesey. Uh, he's from Ames, Iowa, uh, play, plays the uh, same school that uh, – that Doug McDermott and, uh, and a couple other players played at. Uh, he, he was probably not the most talented player that we invited. In fact, we didn't think he was going to make our final 12. We invited him in. But, you know, we just, as as the training camp went on, we just felt we were really, we were better with him. Uh, you know, he was one of those kids that gets on the floor after loose balls. He did all the dirty work. He took a charge. He was great to play with. Players loved to play with him because he'd get him the ball. Uh, you know, so those kind of things stick out to us, um, and, and probably more so than the than the guy who is a high flyer and and can dunk it all the time. Because there's there's a lot of those guys out out there, uh, but we want to see more substance in what a in what a player has. You know, also what kind of teammate is he? We're really big on you know, um, can he buy into what we want with USA basketball as being a great teammate? Does he have those uh, qualities where he he makes everybody better uh, when he's playing with. Can he play with other four other really good players? You know, we get these guys in who are really good, and we find out, you know what, they struggle playing with other good players because they think they have to be the guy uh, on the floor, and they they, they they struggle with other good players. So, obviously, the talent's got to be there, but some of the intangibles like that are, are things that we really take a look at as well. Got it. So, Coach, you know, you walk us through, you're going out, you're watching these kids, you're recruiting them, you're seeing who really has that fit with USA Basketball. Now, let's say you've assembled the team and you got everybody together now. How exactly do you go about starting out your campaign? You mean, you yourself, you're undefeated in USA Basketball junior, uh, junior play. How do you go about starting that campaign once you've narrowed down the roster? Where do you start? Well, you know, we, we start with about – our training camp, if we're making a team, we'll start with about 30, 35 players. And, uh, you know, we take them through, a, you know, it's, it, we take them through nothing different than I would take my high school team through um, with, with the drills and with the footwork stuff and see how they handle that. Um, and then, of course, we do a lot of three-on-three action, four-on-four stuff uh, where, they, you know, where they, we can see, you know, how coachable they are. Uh, we want to make corrections. We, we take that into account. And then, you know, we they got to be versatile. For us, they have to be able to play several positions. You know, maybe maybe a combo guard, maybe a three-four guy. All right, can, can a stretch four, play a five? So being versatile is really helpful as well. And then when you put that team together, 
uh, to get the final 12, um, sometimes it's really a struggle uh, to pick just the right player for us. So, you know, is he going to be a good 11th or 12th guy, for instance? You know, we can't have we can't have guys that are going to be uh, pound at the end of the bench if they're not playing if they're 11th or 12th. So that, that takes in a lot. Uh, how are they coming off the bench? Just an example, Jalen Green played for us. He was MVP for us in 2018 U17 World Championship. Came off the bench for us, but he ended up being MVP of the of the world at, at that age group. Hmm. He came off the bench. Uh, Colin Sexton, uh, obviously, you know, everybody knows who that is. Mm-hmm. Or plays with the Cavs and was drafted, what, number three or four or whatever. He came off the bench for us. So we like guys that, you know, that tell us, hey, coach, we'll do whatever it takes to win. Yeah. Whether I, if I come off the bench, Jason Tatum started for us for about two games, and we said, you know what, Jason, we're going to be a better team when you come off the bench because you're going to give us that instant firepower coming off the bench. Um, so, you know, we like guys like that. Sure. They buy in, but what we want is, uh, is that. So to get it from 35 to 12, uh, you know, it's kind of an elimination process skill-wise, but then it's also uh, those other things and how they fit. You know, it's kind of like a puzzle. You have to fit into what what we what we determine to be to make a good team as well. Right. Yeah. No. I think it speaks to uh, again those intangible traits that you look for. The fact that a guy like Jason Tatum can come off the bench and you know be humble enough to do that and still succeed. Yeah. That speaks to it. So you mentioned, you know, you're going to start them out there with a few drills, not too different from what you would do back in your Iowa high school coaching days. Can you talk us through exactly. some of your favorite drills, some of your uh, what you really like to get the what you really like to get the players going with? Yeah, I mean, some of them are, you know, at the, at, at the level we bring them in at, most of them are not individual drills. I mean, obviously we have 35 kids, so we're going to take them through some team drills. But uh, we always start out with a lot of footwork stuff. We call it line drills, where they just take out. You know, two hard dribbles, make learn how to jump stop or stride stop, uh, two reverse pivot on either foot, front pivot on either foot, make a pass, make a pass to your partner, go to the end of the line, different kinds of passes. Uh, we'll do a lot of two ball stuff, two ball passing where they're both passing the ball to each other at the same time using left hand push passes, uh, one bounce pass, one air pass. So we put them through a lot of that so that we can see how they really focus. Uh, on what's going on but footwork footwork drills are really big for us we do a we do a game called cutthroat which is a very intense four-on-four game with a certain number of rules um so they're in teams of four uh you know three basic rules are you got to catch and square up at the basket look at the basket once you make a pass you got to move you can't stand and be a ball watcher the third rule is once you score you got to turn and thank the passer point to him and say thank you uh, and if you don't do one of those three things your team is off the court new team is on and so it's really a fast-paced game uh, but it also teaches really uh, everything we want we want taught you know you're being a great teammate by saying thank you you're moving when the ball's passed so you got a lot of movement there and uh, you catch the ball and you square up and look at the basket uh, you, rather than just catch and put it on the floor right away or put it above your head right away so don't that that kind of thing, really, that's one of our, our, our great drills that we do. Three-on-three uh, three is another, really, I think, game, game, the game is taught 
really very much playing three on three. You learn the back cuts. Uh, we put a 12 second shot clock on a three on three, which is the FIBA rule for three on three, making like a lot of back cuts uh, with that and, and, you know, catching, squaring up and just moving. It, it shows that what players can understand about how to play the game, but and it also shows they can play defense in three-on-three uh, situations. So some of the those are some of the really fun drills and competitive drills that we do. Obviously, we, we spend time on shooting uh, game shots. We spend time on using your feet with uh, with the game shots. But you know, a lot of it's just a normal high school type of practice, and we always end up, of course, with a scrimmage because we want to see how they do. Uh, more of a controlled type of scrimmage where, you know, the, we'll start out front, five on five, and then we'll made or miss basketball transition to the other to the other end, and then we'll stop it and bring the ball out front. So it's kind of really a controlled type of offense uh, transition work where we, we we do. So that that's kind of what we do with with a lot of it, and then we evaluate how the players what we think the players understood with with what we do. Nice. Yeah. I think um, describing some of those drills is really helpful for our listeners, uh, both players and coaches um, that tune in. So yeah, thanks for that. So um, do you have any stories in particular that you can share with us um, about an athlete that really improved and you know what went into driving that improvement um, from a particular athlete? Maybe that person was struggling at first, um, obviously incredibly gifted to be you know, to be on the team, but, um, can you give us any kind of a success story? Well, I mean, I think we have a lot of, of, of really good success stories. Uh, you know, uh, justice Winslow is a great example. And I, I think we're all aware of, of who justice Winslow is, uh, from Houston. Uh, but he plays for Miami heat now. Uh, I think he just signed a contract a couple of years ago or max contract here last year. Or so the Miami heat, but, you know, we cut him as a U16 player. He came to our training camp, and, you know, we liked him, but we just didn't feel he was what we wanted to make the team. So, uh, uh, so yeah, we cut him. Um, and, you know, he could have he done a number of things. Uh, he could have pouted. He could have said that, you know, the coaches didn't like him, that he, he was good enough to make the team. Uh, but, you know, he, he showed a lot of uh, – really a lot of heart. He went – he just said, I got to go back and get better. And he went back and worked and worked and had a had a really a fine season uh, the next year in his high school and um, we decided, oh, let's invite him back and see what happens and we did and uh, he ended up making the team the, the U17 team uh, which is on a world basis because we play there's four zones to make up the World Cup uh, Europe Asia Africa and and, uh, and uh, the Americas so. You know, he was he, he came back. He played U17 for us. And he ended up being uh, being one of those kids that was uh, that was really a, a great player for us. So, you know, he still says to this day that he probably would not be where he is today with the Miami Heat uh, uh, playing, making millions, and playing uh, the game he loves had it not had he had he not been cut as a U16 player. So, I think that's one of those stories that. It's really heartwarming how a kid can, at that age, can really decide. You know what? I'm not going to play the blame game. I'm just going to, I'm just going to get better. Yeah, and, that's you great. know, we we always say that, you know, that there's going to be a lot of adversity that happens to, to 
those young kids at 16. It's not going to be all easy, easy stuff. So, you know, when you get cut, that's a, those kids have never been cut before. I mean, just, justice has never been cut from anything in his life. You know, all of a sudden he finds out, man, I'm not, I'm not good enough to make this team. I got, I got to go back and really do, uh, do a much better job of, of improving my skills. That's a great story. Uh, yeah. Yeah, very inspiring for sure. You know, something that um, just kind of stands out for me um, is, you know, the the types of players that you've coached. Have you ever been able to keep track of how many pros you've coached over over your time there? Yeah, I mean, it's a I it's keep incredible. A yeah, uh, I mean, I think I think off our first team was is was in two thousand nine and ten. It was Brad Beal, Michael Gilchrist uh, was on the team. Marcus Teague, uh, Quinn Cook, um, uh, Johnny O'Brien, who was in the league for about four years. Uh, you know, so, so, I mean, just most of the guys that we that make our final 12 cut, uh, I would say generally looking back, and I, I don't have my records right with me, but uh, nine or ten of those have played in, in the league at least for a year or two. Um, and that's pretty incredible when that happens. Some have been Jaron Jackson was a number, what was the number two draft draft pick by Memphis last year or two years ago. Uh, you know, he played for us. Uh, Wendell Carter was what number three or four or five draft pick uh, for the, for the Bulls. Uh, Colin Sexton, uh, you know, I can just go down the line with, with those kids and uh, what they've done is, is phenomenal. <laughs> Short answer, a and, lot, it seems like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, the neat, neat thing about it is that they're really they're, – they're not prima donnas. They're very good kids. And uh, I would say of every year of the 12 we took, they're just – I mean, I still keep in contact with many of them. And uh, just from that standpoint of being great kids and great people, uh, that, that stands out. And that's, you know, that's part of what we want with USA Basketball, how they represent. Uh, USA basketball how they represent themselves. It was real, you know, for them, it was, it was, um, it was really an honor for them to play with USA basketball. And that's what we want. Exactly. Like you said, the intangibles right there. I mean, that's uh, uh, that's a great, that's that in itself is a great story. Um, yeah. Okay, coach, obviously here at hustle, we are all about technology and when it comes to integrating yeah. into the sport and integrating into practice and training, uh, let me let me ask you: Is there any technology that you utilize today, specifically for your tr- for your training, for your practices? And where do you see the future of technology and training going? Well, you know, I, I guess, and you're you're definitely right. The technology is 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 advancing at a rapid rate. I mean, you can get anything you want on on your app on different apps. They have. You know, there's there's an app for everything that, that you can do to get better. You know, I I still go back. Uh, you know, I'm I'm probably more. You know, I'm I'm a little bit old school in what happens. I still think it's it's uh, very important that you have, um, you know, that you have uh, a coach who is uh, dedicated to helping your players get better. And if that if that means technology, if that means personally doing that if that means showing a video if that means giving game clips if that means here's an app that you think you should use 
I think it's it's very well worthwhile. Uh, but we, you know, specifically to say the truth, we just get him in the we just get him out of our Olympic Training Center. You know, we just we just work him out. Uh, you know, one on one, two on two, if they have time, and then as a team. And and again, not that they there's some good technology out there. There certainly is. Uh, you know, we do we use you know we use films break down everything that a kid does, plus our team. Uh, as well, so huddle synergy are all useful uh, as well. And you know, we do a lot of we do a lot of uh, in-game stuff where you know we 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 chart uh, uh, on apps where we chart where the shots taken from. And an interesting one for us is you know how what what our shooting percentage was when we get the ball reversed or swung swung side to side. And it goes from, if we don't do it at all, we shoot about 30, 33%. We swing it once, it goes up to about 50. We swing it back again, it goes to about 68, 70%. Uh, you know, so if we can do that, show it to the kids and say, hey, here's what happens if we swing the ball side to side three times, we're going to get 70% of the shots we have are going to go in. So j- just things like that, I think, really make an impression on, um, on, the, on the players uh, themselves. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely a good point. Like you said, making a little game out of it uh, could really go a long way. So, yeah. Coach, appreciate your time here tonight. Uh, definitely, definitely appreciate it and the insight and certainly yeah. giving our athletes the insight into uh, getting to play under you one day, that's for sure. Let me close out – let us close out here with where we close out with all our guests, a little rapid-fire round. We're just going to fire some questions at you. You just fire right back at us with the first thing that comes to your mind. That sound good? That sounds great. All right, here we go. So we're going to go easy on you to start out here, Coach. Uh, favorite sports movie of all time? What is it? Uh, favorite sports movie of all time is uh, there's a lot of good sports movies. Uh, <laughs> I know. I'd say Hoosiers. I knew that was it. There you <laughs> something, go. Something told yep. me. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, yep. My question is: uh, Do you have a favorite quote? Uh, I have a lot of quotes. We use actually, we use mind, what we call mind candy with our uh-huh. players, uh, before our practice. But one of my favorite quotes is, and, and Jabari Parker tells me this is his favorite quote of all time that we use. Uh, pressure can either make diamonds or burst pipes. What's it going to do for you? <laughs> all right, coach, let me ask you this going off that question here. Is there such thing as a clutch gene? Uh, no. Hmm. All right. Good one. I get it. Yeah, it's something that you work on. It's confidence. Um, uh, A question here is, who is the coach across any sport that you admire the most? Well, I mean, obviously it was one time John Wooden when he was was, uh, still living, and I worked Mm -hmm. his camps for 20 years, so really got a lot of input uh, from what I do from Coach Wooden. So I, I would still say Coach Wooden. Got it, Coach. All right. Uh, you are getting the guys ready for a USA basketball match against some other some other country. What is the best warm-up music to play for them? You know what? I let them choose that. As long as, <laughs> as, long, as, long as the words are okay in it, I don't really care uh, what they play, but uh, I let them, I let the kids pick that. That's right. We got we got to stay decent a little bit. Of course, we got to show our, show our best selves out there. That's for sure. Right. 
Yeah. All right, coach. Well, definitely appreciate, like I said, definitely appreciate your time here again tonight. Uh, is there anything you want to, anything you want to plug before we go here, social media and organization, USA basketball, anything like that? Yeah. I mean, I just, uh, you know, USA basketball, if you, I mean, people should follow that. Of course, and go to our website. We have, we have coaching academies coming up in, uh, Dallas and, and, uh, Vegas and New York and, uh, uh, DC coming up here in, in August and September, we certainly like coaches to be out for that. We have, we have actually, we have uh, regional camps for players. I think it's a great start for young players to get a handle on what we want uh, with USA basketball. So uh, check our websites at uh, USAB.com. Check out our regional camps, check out our coaching academies. Those are great things, uh, especially if, if players want us to see them in action those regional camps are a great start for, for middle school kids. Definitely go make sure you check that out. Check out Don Show Walter there on Twitter and all, all the social media outlets. Appreciate your time here again tonight, and uh, we'll let you go on your way, and hopefully we'll catch, catch up with you down the line. Yeah, for sure. Thank you, and uh, you guys do a great job with, uh, with promotion and, and, and growing the game of basketball. That's what we're all about. Great. Thanks so much. <laughs>